and welcome to the New Day Podcast, where we talk about life and what it's throwing at us and how we're going to deal with it. So I'm Ian Newland, a learning development nerd here in Salt Lake City, Utah, who has passions about communication, looking for new ways to do things so my life's a little better, and sharing what I find on my road to discovering my zen. With me, as always... I'm Angela. My passions include being a full-time mom and grandma and uh, learning about life and people through many different careers over the years. And I enjoy sharing the lessons I've learned from all these experiences. I feel like it helps other people. It helps me. So It does. We've been talking a lot, and this really started when Spencer came over, of habits. Yes. We've been talking about goals. Mm-hmm. We did our deep dive December. That was a deep, deep dive. <laughs> <laughs> In there, we talked a lot about identity, our yeah. image, how we see ourselves. For sure. And we're, we're going to be kind of taking that to the next level because a lot of that conversation mm-hmm. was built on what changes do I need to make in my life? Oh, for sure. And it's one thing to make a change. It is yes. a whole nother one. To make it stick. And we really want to make sure that you, you've done all this work to identify what you want to have be different in your life. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and make sure that all this effort is not for naught. Right, exactly. So kind of like I, I liken it to dieting. Yes, very if, much so. If you just do this yo-yo dieting thing where you're trying the next new phase, but you don't make the actual changes you need to make to make it stick, it's just not going to work. And you're going to be miserable again a few months down the road. Why go through all the pain and it's, the suffering yeah, True. To, to do that? Last week when Chunga was with us, mm-hmm. people loved his return. Yes, they did. We That was a great response we got from people. He talked a lot about what he does to deal with that. And a lot of it revolved around planning, making changes, adapting things in his life. Mm-hmm. Kind of the same concept. It All of this doesn't happen by chance. We're all making very conscious choices. We're going to set ourselves up. When Spencer also came over, Spencer talked a lot about habits. He did. He talked about James Clear's book, Atomic Habits. Which, great book. Uh, really good. I think people need to revisit it several times. We, we tend to forget little things in there. Yeah. Each time I read it, I know I take a little more uh, additional nuggets out of it. And and he said he revisits it every year, several yes. times a year. So. Yes. The very first thing that James Clear talks about that I like to make sure we mention mm-hmm. as, as part of this making it stick is your identity. And, and we've hit identity in a lot of different aspects. If you don't identify with a image of yourself, mm-hmm. with whatever it is you're trying to do, it, it's hard for you as a human being to do something, especially consistently, that you don't identify or, or see yourself as. That's very true. If you don't have that clear picture of who you are and who you want to be, you're not going to be able to make yourself be that person that you need to be. You, you can't. You can't do it. Like if I don't see myself as a skinny, wonderful person, going back to the diet analogy, if I don't see myself as a healthy, fit, skinnier version of myself, I'm never going to accomplish that. Use the example, and, and we talked about this in the image thing, of I identify myself as a learner. Yes, you are. This semester, the last semester, Woo-hoo. this class that I'm having to take on communications research, I appreciate that it is very much designed for a very specific career path. Yes. It's one that I've been asked about and I've kind of thought on. Not necessarily want to go right now. I want to do well in school. 
So I'm, I'm really trying to make sure that I find something that I can identify with in the class so I embrace <laughs> it. It's really tough because I just, I'm like, I am a learner, but I'm not a researcher so much. Okay, that makes sense. With research, it's really, you know, experiments and observations. And, uh -huh. and you know I love to people watch. You do? I do too. <laughs> we never did that together ever. No, no, we still don't. I'm looking for that piece. I'm, I'm really trying to figure out how to embrace that and, and see that in myself as, okay, well, I, I am a learner. Maybe I don't do research per se in, in the traditional clinical right. means. I, I'm trying to find ways because if I don't, I know it's just going to cause me a lot of grief over the next 97 days. <laughs> Not that you're keeping count. No, no. I wake up and look at it every morning. <laughs> As you start to really shift how you identify, how you visualize yourself, that also triggered, there's another book that we haven't talked about. David Allen's the author, and Get Things Done is the okay. name of the book. I don't know that I, I've heard of that one. They actually built a course, uh, Vital Smarts, who does Crucial Conversations, uh -huh. Crucial Accountability. They have a course that's a little bit newer in their Okay. stable of programs that's around this book. The subtitle is having to do around productivity oh, okay. is, is really how he sells it is okay. getting things done productivity. But a big piece of being productive is visualizing what you're trying to do. Oh, absolutely. I mean, once you understand that and you incorporate that, you're going to be amazed at what how that propels you to work towards making a change stick in your life. You do have to visualize. That is such an important step. Well, and visualization for me, especially in, in what we're talking about, it, it really goes hand in hand with James Clear in, in having that image. But it could be maybe you're visualizing through vision boards. Yes, vision boards are great. I have one hanging. Or it could be mantras or affirmations. Uh-huh. Absolutely. I, me and my sticky notes and my cards everywhere. Yeah, some sign you hang up in your room or on your mirror or mm -hmm. something like that, yeah. It could also be just the mental pictures. The, uh -huh. it, it, there's a lot of pieces that really go into that. Again, it's all going to be part of the diet that you're feeding yeah. yourself mentally. Oh, absolutely. To change and, and make it stay. If you're saying to yourself things that are not consistent with what you're trying to do, how yeah. long is that going to last? Not very long. It causes cognitive dissonance. You're like, well, I don't want to do this. It's not how I see myself. It's it's very true. The cognitive cognitive dissonance is a great word, a great phrase to describe exactly what that does. If you can't visualize what you want, visualizing, we're we're having these mental pictures, what we say to ourselves. That's preparatory. It's also going to help make it consistent. Absolutely. A large part of what James Clear talks about in Atomic Habits, too, is creating that environment. Mm -hmm. Again, to lower the cognitive dissonance, to, to lower the resistance. As human beings, let's face it, we're lazy. We're lazy and we're resistant to change. Path of least resistance. Absolutely. Is, is where we're going to go. You use the dieting example. Yeah. And it's one that I very much can relate to. Yeah. When you go onto a diet, what's the first thing you do? Oh, for me? Yes. Oh, when I start dieting instantly, it's like I'm going to cut calories. I'm going to, for me, I don't enter it healthy. <laughs> I don't. I don't have a clear vision of what I want. All I know is I want to lose weight. I don't exactly know how I want to accomplish it. I don't know exactly how I'm going to accomplish it. I just want to lose weight. Mm -hmm. And that's all I do. I don't go in with a clear plan and a clear way of doing it. 
Now, if you create the environment right. for that, mm-hmm. so when I did mine, and looking back, the nutritionist that I was working with, uh-huh. it, it stinks because he went onto another project, and so uh-huh. I don't get to see him anymore. He really ingrained a lot of Atomic Habits into the program that he put me through. Which is great. I love that. And the first thing he's like, he goes, you you have to do this. He's like, people that don't, they just, it never sticks. Go through your house and get rid of anything that does not meet the diet. Yeah, I've definitely done that, especially when I did keto. And it's, it's a heartbreaking thing because you're like, oh, there goes all my pasta. Well, yeah. And I mean, oh, there goes all my bread. My son and my daughter-in-law loved when I did that because they got boxes and boxes of food because, mm-hmm. you know, I just can't throw it out. But I was like, here you go. Have all this. And I'm just like, oh, that rice, man. Come back. Come back. <laughs> As you do that, how much easier is it to follow the diet when you don't have the other options? Oh, absolutely. Because when you're hungry, you're not going to go to the cupboard and grab a handful of chips. You're going to go grab some carrots or yeah. something else. Those first few months, you, we, we hadn't started doing the podcast yet, but we were talking by not having the sugary treats mm-hmm. in the house, by not having the snack foods that I usually ate. I made sure that I had replacements for them. Oh, absolutely. Because I knew I was going to have those urges. But I made it so the the, the diet was just second nature. And you and did. he kept coming back and he's like, you know, how, what, what do you attribute this to? And I'm like, well, you kind of told me. Get rid of the junk food. Yep. Make sure you have good alternatives for yeah. what you do crave. And really focus in on making life as easy as possible. So the meal prepping for me was another big thing, too. So that way I didn't have an excuse of, I don't have time, so I'm going to have to run over to McDonald's or I'm going to have to <laughs> run over here. Now, are there ways that you can do that? Sure. There, there's good old-fashioned sure. dirty keto where you can go and, and you can <laughs> use those things. But it's not something you should do on a regular basis. No. You're not going to make it stick if you do that. No. So that's how I have made things work in the past for myself. And that's great. Not realizing that I was following the atomic habits formula that James Clear <laughs> lays out. And if you get a chance, he does have a newsletter too that oh, yeah. I I and it's a nice easy quick read too. Yeah. And I signed up for that after Spencer had come in. And I didn't. I need to. I'll do that this week. It's good stuff. Yeah. A a lot of really good stuff. The hard part is how many newsletters do I subscribe to that I don't (laughs) get a chance to go to? And I know there's so much good stuff out there. As you create this environment, you're you're taking away having to rely 100% on willpower. Yeah. And you're also taking away excuses Mm -hmm. to some extent. I mean, that's what I liken it to. But yeah, you're right. You're taking away that willpower that I've got to do this all with willpower. No, you can actually help that willpower a little bit. The path of least resistance that I mentioned a little bit Uh earlier, that's great. You can rely on willpower when you need to to overcome certain things. But if it's something you have to rely on on a regular basis. You're going to get tired. The other thing I like that he talks about is I've heard him say this in interviews he's done. You're going to have those things where... Yeah, maybe you're you're doing the diet and you have a bad day. Yeah, yep. and you're like, you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna have this cheat meal. I'm gonna have something that comforts me. Oh, well, then that happens. But his approach is, I can miss it once. Uh huh. But I'm never gonna miss it twice. Right. Which I love. Because what happens when you miss it twice? You're going the wrong direction. Then. Well, I missed I it twice. I could do it one more so. time. You know, and the third time wasn't so bad. So, I mean, you know, exactly. You go backwards. And I love that concept of if I miss it once, that's okay. And this also ties in my meditation stuff. It, meditation's huge in making changes stick in your life. Huge. 
it, well, one of my favorite things, so I, I use that 10% Happier app, and Joseph Goldstein's one of the, the first teachers they had. He's also who taught Dan Harris that wrote that book, 10% Happier. In everything that they talk about, because a large part of them come from the Insight Meditation Society over in Boston, but their philosophy is, it's okay if you miss a day of meditation. I mean, uh-huh. you, you're, we would love for you to build a practice and a habit of doing it and put right. your butt on the cushion. But if you miss a day, that's okay. Just start again. And Such a simple and powerful philosophy. I'm going to admit right now. I don't get to it every day. I sure make every effort I can to. In fact, I try to set time aside for just that. Mm-hmm. Day. But, you know, if you miss a day, just get back to it the next day. Get right back up. Start again. And just start it, whether it's meditation, yeah. whether it's going to the gym, whether oh, yeah. it's your diet. Yeah, yeah. It, this this trans- transcends to everything in your life, not just dieting and meditation. Those are just examples we're using. Going on walks with these two. Yeah. You said uh, the W word, though. I did. And surprisingly, they didn't wake up. <laughs> I, I think they know. I can honestly say I think there's only been two days in the last... We started doing this in April, so I mean, we're, yeah. we're rapidly approaching a year oh, doing yeah. this. There is only two or three days that we did not go out, and it was just because it was like rainy, stormy. Yeah. It was very tough on my black one. Yes. She she needs it more than anything because of her arthritis in her hips. She she was not happy with me. <laughs> Very not happy with me. Even the days last week, we had some really not great weather. Oh, my gosh. It like was Sunday terrible. was just the start of the, the bad, blustery, no well, good days. We talked about it with Chunga that ever since we talked about it, that once we brought it up, it was going to start snowing. <laughs> and it sure has. And it would snow and then go away. Snow and go away. Even those days, I, I was kind of cursing them because I'm like, oh, I do not want to be out here doing this. <laughs> but it's good for them. Oh, absolutely. It's good for me to get out and get active. But we even only went two days or two times a day. Normally, I go three. I, I got some attitude. Oh, I bet. Over that. I know that forcing myself to do it, even though it's something I don't want to do when it's bad weather. Yeah. Oh. That's when I had to engage the willpower to make it happen. Oh, yeah, it's hard because last year at this time before mm-hmm. we knew marathons were going to be canceled and everything else, I had signed up to do the Salt Lake City Marathon. Oh, that's right. And I was training every day and bundling up every time to go out into that crappy weather just pissed me off. <laughs> but I still <laughs> did it. I allowed myself a couple days here or there, but I visualized what I wanted. I visualized myself crossing that finish line and fe- feeling good and being in shape enough to get done because they actually only give you a certain amount of time to get it done. Hmm. So even if you're the slowest person, you still have to do it within a certain amount of time. But okay. I hated, hated, hated getting up and bundling up and going out of it. But when you do that, too, there's probably little things that you did that you set yourself up. Yes, for so sure. So you made sure you did it. Yes. Oh, absolutely. If you're trying to build a uh, the gym habit, yeah. he uses the example in his book where there was a guy that he would go, he'd be there five minutes, mm-hmm. and he'd leave. And that's great. And he did it for like two months, I think. And finally, he was like, well, I'm here. I probably should do a little more than five minutes. (laughs) And then it was just he was building the practice of being there and showing up. And that's what I did when I first started doing the walking Mm -hmm. was I would be like, you know what? I'm acknowledging it is freezing out here. It is snowing right now. Every day you were doing that. Yeah, I would allow myself this. Hey, it's cold. It's really snowy today. I would tell myself, get out go do it you don't have to go for as long as you normally do but Mm -hmm. just get out and do it oh yeah and that was huge for me because then i kind of took myself out of that 
resistance to it and just made myself a backup plan, a way to still accomplish what I needed to accomplish, but let myself off the hook a little bit. Sure. I think when when you do that, it, it kind of reminds me of What About Bob? Yeah. Baby Steps to the Elevator. Yeah, I love that show. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. And I never thought I would use that again, but (laughs) it's really true is you do little things here and there Mm -hmm. and he, you know, showing up, whether it's putting your shoes by the door yeah, or your workout outfits into the bag. Yes. And, and, you know, for me, it was setting out the sweatshirt and the gloves and the hat sitting on the counter. When I walked downstairs, it was like, okay, put it, put it on and go. Mm -hmm. It's little things that you do in your world yes so for me part of my nightly ritual is i make sure coffee maker is ready to go yeah so it turns on there's nothing worse than not having coffee ready in the morning oh it's it's an awful thing making sure that whatever i'm going to need especially if there's something i need to read or do yeah I'll, i'll kind of put it there's little things that you can do just to help get yourself moving in that direction yeah let yourself again what we're talking about is letting yourself a little bit off the hook while still accomplishing the goal Mm -hmm. that resistance sometimes can become more than what you can bear so allow yourself an opportunity to work around the resistance this concept actually part of james clear's book is the goldilocks situation where he talks about you don't want to make it super easy too easy no no because then you get bored and you check out yeah definitely not saying too easy you don't make it too hard right i'm gonna conquer calculus yeah i'm never gonna accomplish calculus i'm just saying that right now (laughs) it could be okay i'm going to i do want to better my math skills like Mm -hmm. i legitimately do need to do a little bit more with stats because it's been a couple years since i was in my math class and stats are going to be part of this class so i have kind of resolved that i'm going to do one Khan Academy lesson. That's great. I, I'm going to try and do one every other day. Yeah. To just help refresh in how to measure things through stats. I kind of do those things. I also want to get a little bit more into, especially for what we're doing, some writing. Yeah. So I'm working on building some stuff where I can start doing posts That's a couple great. times a week. That's great. And I'm going to need to write 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 that's really writing writers aren't just born they don't just happen a lot of it is through practice no it's it's learning it's that learning to express yourself in the thoughts that are in your head and putting them to paper so that others feel what you're feeling and see what you're seeing and chunga uh, you know he's a writer by trade now yeah he even told me he's like dude just do it get it out there he's like if you ever want me to read stuff i'll read it he's like i know other people that'll read it and he's take the feedback. Feedback's Get the feedback. good. We've discussed that. Feedback's a big piece of these these change processes and how you handle things. It is. Telling someone some goals and what you want to accomplish can be huge because you can get feedback from that person when you're starting to falter a yes. little bit in this process. The, uh, there's one more author, that, and I just found him this morning. Uh. <laughs> so I didn't get to read a ton of his stuff. I, I very lightly skimmed a lot of it. Gotcha. He actually has a lot of the same philosophies. He built it, I'm going to guess, probably off a lot of the same research that mm-hmm. James Clear did. Tiny that, Habits. That's great. Er, Tiny Habits. Tiny Habits. But it is about change. He is a professor and doctor over at Stanford. Now, one reason he also stuck out is his roots are here in Utah. Now, he went to the other school. Well, we can forgive those small. Clearly, he 
saw the error in his way <laughs> and, and went to Stanford. Went to Stanford, so that's fine. So he he went to BYU for school, and he is huge into habits as well. His research really does. Uh, I, I think it's the same research as James Clear's, or at least a lot of it overlaps. Oh, okay. The one thing that they both have talked about is the magic number. What's the magic number you hear when it comes to habit change? The magic number? Yeah, like how many days should you do it before it becomes habit? 66. See, that's the new current number. I've always heard 21, and then it became 30, and apparently now 66 <laughs> is the new hot number. In everything I've read over the last year, 66 is the number, and it, I, it sticks in my head. But you're right. I had heard 30 days. Well, and every, every habit is going to be a little bit different. Some are going to be easier. Absolutely. Some are going to... I'm going to be honest. I need way more than 66 days for dieting. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, mm. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> but he talks a lot about visualization part. He also shares that that Goldilocks of mm -hmm. you can't make it too easy, you can't make it too hard. It needs to challenge you just enough. Well, it does have to challenge you. It's it's not worth it if you're not feeling challenged by it. It's like, oh, I'm going to set a goal. I'm going to diet for a week. Okay, cool. You did it. But <laughs> now what? <laughs> I've lost two pounds. Exactly. That's called water weight. <laughs> There's questions that he asks. So what things would you like to have happen? Mm -hmm. I like what, that. What are you doing to make these changes occur? Right. And he really talks about that self-identifying part as well. Yeah, that's so huge. I wish we could. That visualization is one of the most important characters of of making a habit stick is that mm -hmm. visualization of what you want it to accomplish. And it even can go so far as to when you're faltering in something you want to accomplish, visualizing why you're not accomplishing it. What's making you, what's the word I'm looking for? What's standing in your way? What's making you falter? What's making this really hard for you? Another visualization. I just think if people could really embrace that concept, you're going to go far with this. Yes. Is there anything you came across beyond the three authors that I discussed today that you can think of? You know, I don't know if I came across one specific author. Um, I There's a newsletter I get called okay. Life Hacks. Yep. And I love it. And uh, some of the things that I came across was just a way, when you feel like giving up, some tips on how to not give up and yes. to make things stick. And a couple of them are Remember Why You Started which I love because that's huge. Uh, look at the reason why you want to give up, which I just discussed. Um, picture in your mind the ultimate result of what you're wanting to accomplish that will stop you from wanting to give that up. Uh, make a plan for how you want to accomplish what you want to accomplish, but have a backup. Sure. Because, you know, life happens and sometimes things get in the way. That doesn't mean you can't still accomplish it, but you can still move forward and kind of take it a little turn around a little curve swerve as you and i guess would be a good word for it find support from others which is huge because you can't do it without it be grateful for the good things while you struggle in every struggle there is a lesson and something good you can take away from it i'm yes. a firm believer in that um celebrate your victories no matter how tiny they are that's huge. Yes. And uh, have motivational reminders everywhere. The the, the part of the visualization, yeah, exactly. right? The, the affirmations that you do. So, and, and I listed them. I don't like to read things off in a list, but I liked those because ultimately when you feel like giving up, you've got to have a plan for how not to give up. 
make those things stick, guys. You want this to become a habit, then make it a habit. Egg, and uh, the the thing we talked about was if it and and it's going to happen. Let's face it. it, it no matter what our intentions are, uh-huh. no matter how much oh, we rely absolutely. on willpower, you're you're going to have moments where it doesn't happen, and that's okay. Just start over again. Yeah. That class, I love pride myself <laughs> in my grades. I was just worn out after a very busy week. And the assignments normally are due on Sundays. She makes hers due on Fridays. And I just didn't have it in me to spend some more time on it. So I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to miss this week, but I'll be damned if it happens again. Right. And, and that's great. You learned from it. You're still moving forward. You're still making this work for you. So don't don't let it demoralize you to the point where it you're like, well, I can't do this. Yeah, because you can't beat yourself up over one missing assignment. The the self talk exactly is huge. Goes to goes to a very negative side. Weekly challenge. Okay. Do you have one, or do you want me to come up with one? Oh, I I, <laughs> I always have one. I always I'm have always two, curious if you do. I come up with them. I sometimes ours is exactly the same. So go ahead, Ian. So I want you to think about. Uh, we're we're to the tail end of January. We're yeah. By the time this publishes, February. Yeah, this will be in February. We all have probably made our New Year's resolutions, which most of us don't stick to for for a lot of different reasons. Are there things that you still are working on? Are there things that you want to engage in? What what changes, especially if you've just listened to the deep dive December episodes? Yeah. or, Or anything like that. What are changes that you're looking to make and really identify how are you going to make it stick? Which of these concepts? Maybe it's all of them. Maybe you're going to go read James Clear's book. Maybe you're going to read Dr. B.J. Fogg's book. Maybe you're going to read all of them. And go through and look for what are strategies that you can use to help boost moving into yeah. the direction of the change that you want to make. And that's huge. And you know what? I think that's great. I think that's the perfect assignment for this week. And you better do your homework. I'm talking Wait, to the people out there. Okay, I thought you were looking at me, and I'm no, like, no, no, I no. have made I'm mine. I'm talking to our listeners. Okay, and also part of your habit that we would like you to do. Mm-hmm. Let's make That's an environment yes. where you're going to be able to hear us. So be sure that you hit follow or subscribe, depending on your platform. Mm-hmm. If you are listening on Apple, if you could leave us a review, that those be are beyond helpful to us. Actually, that's how we get referred out to others mm-hmm. better. If you could share us with your friends, if you find this or any of our episodes helpful. Yeah, that'd be great. We appreciate it. Be sure that you follow us on Instagram or Facebook. Mm-hmm. Engage with Angela or I wherever you find us. Yeah, we'll always answer if you message us, I promise. Thank you for listening this week, everybody, and we will see you next week. Have a good week. <laughs>